0: I'd like to share with us on, uh, last week I mentioned to us that uh, we, we, uh, we were moving into a new uh, topics, or a new series on the, on the, on the journey of uh, talking about redemption or restoration or what is locked up, what has been put away, what has been lost, from God's people's life. And I feel this is a huge thing that we need to, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to take us through. Um, in short, I, I, I like us to, to come to the Lord and say, Lord, here is, I'm going to lay down all my, you know, all my uh, pre-learned, uh, my previously learned understanding about who you are. There's it's nothing. It's not the completely what we. No, it's not that what we have learned about God was completely wrong. No, but I'm saying that, that let us let us be open to the Holy Spirit for Him to bring new revelation to us. I I titled this whole partner no, of uh, of uh, my sharing with with us in the body of Christ as restoring relationships, restoring relationships. It is a huge topic. When we talk about restoring a relationship, probably the first thing that comes to your mind is that restoring broken relationships. Uh, it, is, it is that too. But I want to start by saying that l- let us restore, let us try to look at restoring relationship between us and God. Right? Between us and God. That is the most important relationship. Now, In order to, to find out what kind of relationship uh, to, that we're talking about, when we talk about restoring relationship, we must be able to first of all identify, identify what is the right relationship, right? What is the right relationship? Then we need to, we need to match whatever that is going on currently in our relationships, right? against what is the standard, what is right. Then we see what is out of order, right? Then we, we want to bring it back, okay? So, so restoring relationship involves that. In order to look at what kind of relationship, uh, how, what kind of relationship with God that we are talking about, that we are looking at to, to put back into our lives, okay? Or to strengthen in our lives. Uh, it's not that it's completely lost, but it may be buried somewhere, uh, we will be going on on the different understanding of our relationship with God. We go, to, we go back to the beginning. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, let me just take us through a few verses in the, in the book of Genesis where it all begins, right? Genesis chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Let us read together. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right, this is a passage that probably all of us are quite familiar with. God created man and uh, He created the Garden of Eden. And out of the ground, God, Lord God made every tree grow. Now, every tree grow is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Now, note this, uh, it's every tree, right? Okay, it's every tree. And the tree, it was singled out. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge and good and evil. Okay, we got that? Okay, let's move on to Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 to verse 17. Let's read together. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Alright? So, can eat from every tree Except one, right? Except one. Okay? Which, is, which was mentioned in just now in verse 9 of Genesis chapter 2. That is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. Let me ask you this question. Can eat from the tree of life or not? Can. Can eat from the tree of life. Right? Alright, we we got that. Okay. Let's move to Genesis 3, verse 6. Let's read what happened to the woman. And, And the man as well coming into agreement with her. Let's read together. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and she ate. Now a lot of times that we, we look at Genesis chapter 3, we say that, you know, the woman saw the fruit was very attractive, right? It was appealing to the eye. It was appealing to the to the to the you know, to the to the to the pleasure of uh, of food, huh? It was good for food, it was pleasant to the eyes. And the tree, number three, the three desire to make one's wise. Based on that three reason, isn't it? Am I not right? That the woman took the fruit and ate and and also shared it with her husband. And her husband also ate it. Adam. Now, is it true that only the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is pleasant and good? Look at verse, uh, verse, uh, verse, uh, verse, uh, verse 8 and verse 9 again. And God said, and He said, out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Every tree is pleasant to the eyes and good for food. Every one of them. That's you know you know what I'm saying. Just like you go to a food court. Huh? every stone is good. So what makes the difference is our choice. It's our choice. It was not because the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, from the tree of good and evil, is more attractive than the others. It was, it was our, our choice. And the, woman say, the woman say in her in in heart, it was recorded for in the scripture, right? The woman said in the heart that it was pleasant to the eyes and, and, and good for food. He was just making excuses to take the forbidden fruit. My dear friends, sometimes, most of the times, if not all the times, in life we have choices. The choices that we make sometimes, if we desire so much, we're going to talk about the... the, the, the uh, the third thing, uh, that he she found it was desirable, what, to make one wise, right? Okay, it's desirable, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's desirable, um, to make one wise. Okay, so she 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 added that was the, the 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 tipping point. That was the reason why she took it, but she came up with a lot of excuses, right? I share with us uh, stories how people have. Chosen to walk away from God, to sin against God, to, to go against whatever that is godly, whether they are Christian or non-Christians, the kind of excuses that they make up. It was unbelievable. I tell you that it is unbelie- or it's unbelievable how men, first men and first women make that choice and say that it was because it was pleasant to the eyes, it was good for food. Every tree is the same. It's a choice. When we make choices, sometimes we can make choices at our convenience. When it is convenient for us to do certain things in our relationship with God, we make excuses. Beware. Beware and see what happened to the first man and the first woman. Beware and see what it does to mankind. There are many things which is good in life. God has given to us. But there are certain things, certain boundaries we cannot cross. God has laid down some boundary. When, when, When God was talking to Moses, you know, Moses was receiving revelation from God and God was revealing his heart, his desire, his plan to Moses. And he said to Moses, What belongs to, what is revealed to you belongs to you. What is not revealed to you belongs to God. There's something that we cannot cross, some line we just can't cross. And let us look at the, the tipping point, enticing lie of the devil to cause men and women to choose knowledge over life. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 4 to 5, let's read together. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The enticement was this, that you will know like God. In fact, you will be God. Knowledge of good and evil, it is a territory that God has, that God has in Himself. He is the standard of goodness. And only when life is measured against God's standard, if we fall short of it, then we can define what is evil. If without a standard of goodness, we can't define evil, we can't define sin. Who is the standard of goodness or what is the standard of goodness it is God himself God is the one who will tell men and women what is good and what is evil knowledge of goodness is in a person and is not in a book knowledge of goodness it's in God and not in the tree. My dear friends, that was as simple as it was in the beginning. God wanted mankind to relate to Him. You want to know what is good and evil? Relate to me. Hear my voice. I always say that the Scripture always say, if you hear my voice, if you hear my voice, God say, Because you did not hear my voice, you did not heed my voice, it is never never because you did not obey the words that I have written to you. It is always at the end of the day, did you heed my voice? It is in a relationship, intimate relationship, that we hear God's voice. You see, God was not withholding, as I shared this with us before, the knowledge of good and evil from mankind. It only says that there are certain things. You, this is how I created you, men. This is how I created you, men and women. You are supposed to function like this. If you function like that, you will prosper, you will excel exponentially. That is, to, you come to me and I give you revelational knowledge in a relationship. You will come to me, you talk over things with me, a thing you will know. But the devil say, knowledge is what you need, men and women. If you have knowledge, you will be like God. Knowledge is power, we always say. And based on that, we, 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 we encourage education. Today, the devil is still using the same enticing lies to mankind and to Christians alike. Choose between the tree, the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil or the tree of life. You are free to eat the tree of life. We're talking about, how do we come to the, the tree of life? What do we eat of it? How do we eat of it? But men say, if I have knowledge, I have my independence, I can be like God. When we are faced with problems, what do we look for? Knowledge, right? When we are faced with uh, the threat of pandemic, what do we look to? Science. We believe that vaccine can save mankind from COVID-19. Do you not? Maybe you don't, maybe maybe you do. That's why some people they don't take vaccine. But what is what I want to say to us is that it's not that I'm saying to you don't don't get vaccinated. Vaccine is a grace of God. I always say vaccine is the grace of God to mankind. So that can spare us from death. Why do God want to keep us alive? If God says, the day you eat of the fruit of the trees of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. They have eaten, they did not die. What is it all about? It is God's grace. It is God's grace. If COVID doesn't kill us, it is God's grace. We give thanks to the life that is safe by vaccine, by God's hand. Even those of us who got COVID, we are not killed. We are not, we are not, we are not, we are not like crippled. We are not paralyzed. We can go on our daily living. That's God's grace. What is the point of it all? My dear friends, it's so that we can come back to Him and restore our rightful relationship with Him and to lay knowledge in a knowledge compartment and say that knowledge is useful we need knowledge, of course. We need knowledge to build this, you know, this uh, uh, hand-free might, and uh, to. We need knowledge to build all this uh, live streaming. Knowledge is important, but knowledge is not everything. Knowledge is important; it is useful, but knowledge is not the savior of mankind. Knowledge versus revelation. If you say that knowledge is, uh, we, need to, we need to view it, we need to take it, we need to put it into its rightful perspective, rightful place. What are we looking for? Revelation. How did the first man and first woman uh, know what is good and evil? It is true revelation. Now, let me, let me give you an example. Let me give an example. How many of us have ever found, have this experience? You learn certain things you, 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 for, for exam, for exam. Students, uh, especially. You, you learn it, you learn it, and you don't understand it. But well, you still can pass the exam. Why? You memorize it. You know, when I was doing, uh, I can't remember what course was it already. There was a whole mathematical uh, uh, problem uh, that, that, that the lecturer will spend one whole hour just to solve it for step by step. One hour, really one hour. And many of these steps, uh, many of the students did not understand. You know what? So he, he tried, he tried, he said, okay, tu- tutorial, you come back. We all came back for the tutorial. He tried, he do it all again. He was so pleased with himself. Now, that lecture was, was not, no, he was, he was from uh, one of the top universities in the, in, in the world. He, said, he was in the university. That university has seven Nobel Prize winners. Right? The University of Uppsala. Have you heard of it? At the time you said University of Uppsala, where is that? In uh, in the United States, he scolded us. You know, well, how come you don't you have never heard about University of Uppsala? Now, so he 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 had completed it in the tutorial, in the lecture he did it, and in the tutorial he did it again. He told us, do you understand? We all look at him and say that, no, sir. Oh, he was uh, he was using the chop, the chop to uh, put on his head like that. Aye yo, is It was not. It it was knowledge. So how do we pass the exam then, sir? You know what he said to us? Memorize it. Memorize the step. And some of the students did, and they got an A. Is it knowledge? Knowledge. Knowledge. (laughs) I didn't memorize it because it's too much for me. So I didn't get an A. <laughs> but one day along the way, that one day, one of my classmates say, "Kenneth, I got it. I really got what No, last semester the one other. <laughs> Last semester, the exam I got it. I said, How do you get it? I don't know. I read through the book, I read through this, I read it. Suddenly I, I looked back in uh, to, to my to the to the question, suddenly I understood everything. I said, Can you work it out? He said, I can work it out. He worked it out without any memorization. Why? It was revelation. It came like that. There is a difference between knowledge and revelation. Whether it is uh, the knowledge in the world, if about the natural world, or spiritual reality, spiritual knowledge. You can, I can, you know, you can go through tons of books and study and read and be a very well-trained, very full of knowledge, be able to do things well, but it does not mean that you have the Revelation. Now, I don't want to give more examples that may be a bit too sensitive here. I know that I'm online. Let me just, just go on saying that pursuing knowledge for knowledge's sake is what we are trying to avoid. Okay? Pursuing knowledge for knowledge's sake, that is what we are trying to avoid, my dear friends. Knowledge, there's nothing wrong in knowledge. Let me repeat that again. There's nothing wrong with acquiring knowledge. I encourage all of us to acquire knowledge. The Scripture tells us that we should, we should value knowledge. Okay? Uh, the, the, the Proverbs writer held very highly about knowledge because knowledge is from God, but with a purpose. Huh? It's from God. But we pursue, if we pursue knowledge for knowledge's sake, what will happen? Number one, it will result in independent from God, just like the woman say. I uh, just like the, the devil say to the woman, "You will be like God when you have knowledge, because God knows this thing that you did not know. When you eat of it, you will know good and evil. Know what God knows that if you eat of it, you will not die. God knows already, my dear friend. You will eat of it. If you sin, you will not die." So, the appealing thing is knowledge to the woman. The lie of the enemy is never wholly falsehood, it's always a mixture of falsehood and truth. I want to ask you did a man, did a woman die? Why was the devil so confident? Because you know God is gracious. My dear friends, let us not tremble the the grace of God underfoot. The Hebrew writers tell us that do not tremble. Basically warn us, do not tremble the blood of Jesus, the grace of Jesus, the saving grace of Jesus underfoot. Today we are faced with COVID. We do not die. Do not trample under debt and say that because of that I can go on my life as I wish. And anyhow, I like to live it. Independent from God. Number two, dependent of self and the soul. Dependent on yourself and the soul. Being independent from God, now who will tell me what is right and wrong? Me. Have you ever heard about people say that I don't believe in anyone, I only believe in myself? How many of us have seen people like that are, live a, are living a very miserable life? I don't believe in God, I, I don't believe in anything, I just believe in myself. Dependent on self and the soul. That was what caused sin. That was what has opened the floodgate of Sin into mankind's life when we choose to be independent from God, when we choose knowledge over the tree of the knowledge of good and evil over the tree of life. Men were able to freely eat from the tree of life. They did not choose the tree of life. Dependent on our soul, our own ways to solve our problem. men and women exhibit that immediately. Number one, he hit them they hid themselves from God. Number two, they make covering for themselves all their own ideas. Today, men is still doing that. My dear friends, what is, what is, what is that? How, how do we see that enticing? lie of the enemy still ring true in our existence or life today. More than just knowledge, huh? men depending on knowledge. It's very natural. Huh? It's very natural. When somebody's sick, we go to the doctor. After we go to the doctor, come back ready, da-da-da, I say, hey, pray, huh? pray for me. Huh? But never before. Oh, not name before, sorry. I know a lot of you do that, right? You, you get something, it's not right. You, you immediately ask us to pray. You know, you get people to pray. I'm sorry, it's not, not never before. But most of the time, people do not turn to the tree of life, even among Christians. When there is, there is a financial problem in the church, what, what do you do? You get a financial expert, right? You get a con- consultant. You consult the, the, uh, the financial experts, the, the accountants, and all, all the rest of it. You have a meeting you toss up ideas. After you've done all that, he said, let us pray. That needs to be reversed. That is the restoration that I'm talking about. Because how we look at God, how we relate to God, we, we'll, 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 it, will, it, will, it will be reflected in the way that we handle our lives. The way we handle issues, it will reflect who God is to us. Yesterday, we listened to Bishop Donald Jute from the Bishop of Kuching sharing with us that in all this, the first and foremost things, to know who is God. He used their own language at all. Si siapa Tuhan itu? Siapa, sorry. Siapa Tuhan itu? What is God? Who is God? First and foremost, the first focus, we must come back. But man has knowledge, man has alternative. You have knowledge of the natural world, we have alternative. Number three, it's not on the slide. What is hidden from God, that knowledge of good and evil, and is only, only reserved to be revealed in our relationship with God, not otherwise. Today, the enemy is still enticing mankind. You want to know the future? You're going to find a fortune teller. You want to change your luck? You're going, you're going to do something with your doors. You're going to do something with your name. <laughs> you, want, you, want, you want supernatural revelation? You're going to see that, that man in the middle of the night? He will take out a bowl of water, it must be a full moon. He put under the full moon, bring him a chicken, a white chicken. Don't do that lah, I'm just giving me an example. Right? <laughs> Slaughter the chicken, put the blood into the, 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 the water. I don't know whether they, they do it in that way or not. right? I, I just heard people who experienced it and then it was, were relating to me. Then you will see your future wife coming up. Oh, you want to know Knowledge, knowledge. Oh, then you see who is, the, who is, the, who is, the, who is your hidden enemy huh, in your business. Wow, you see this guy, I know him, man. Eh. And the person who does this, I don't know him. It is a revelation from the spirit realm. Now, that is forbidden territory. The kind of knowledge is not for us to know true. You know, apart from our relationship with God, no, never. It is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God said, don't eat it. It is knowledge of the future, knowledge of the unknown, knowledge that is hidden, that is a word for it, my dear friends, it's called occult. What is the meaning of occult? Occult means hidden. We want hidden knowledge. We pay for it. We want spiritual power. We want spiritual revelation out of God's order, out of God's original intent and plan. It is hidden. But do we not need to know what is hidden? Yes, never apart from our relation, never outside our relationship with our, of our relationship with God. Never Inspired by any other spirit but by the Holy Spirit. Revelation knowledge, let me just go on. Huh? Time is catching up. Revelational knowledge leads to life because it connects us to the heart of God. Revelational knowledge is what we look for. As I shared with us, uh, you know, uh, I made a testimony to flower, uh, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, students from, uh, from Dawah who, 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 who who pray in tongues. 20 minutes before she did her uh, revision for SPM, and the story has been told many times. I'm sure that you will, will, will have uh, heard of it. And uh, she was struggling with uh, with uh, mathematics. She was struggling with additional uh, mathematics, mathematics tambahan. She 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 was. were desperate. She didn't know how to start. She started to do that every time she revised. She prayed before she acquired knowledge. Because before she she. She, and, and, and she prayed. The long and short of story is that she got 11 A's in her SPM. So, God wants us to have knowledge but not quite outside uh, His purposes. Outside His way. But revelational knowledge is different. It is, it is about spiritual knowledge. It is, it is more than that. It is another category. Still what God wants us to have. In the uh, Second Corinthians chapter three was four to six. Let's, let's read together. And we have such trust through Christ towards God, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also makes us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives lives. A lot of times we quote this verse and we, we, we kind of uh, say it uh, in a uh, in, uh, in different way. Let me just say this, you know, when, when this is the context in which the Paul talks about, about the letter of the Spirit and the, uh, you know, the Spirit of the law, like right? He was talking about the law. He was talking about the commandments of God. The letter of the Spirit, does mean that if you look at God's words as a law, if you look at the, 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 the Bible as a book of law, then we probably will be very legalistic about it, okay? Now, when we look at the the Bible as a revelation from God to invite us to relate to Him, then it will be quite a different book altogether. The spirit of the law and the letter of the law are two different things, but it presents to us, it's being presented to us in the same document, in the same writing, the same Bible that we read, you read it, I read it, everybody else read it, we may receive different things, we may perceive it different things. The how we perceive it is going to determine our relationship with God. How we perceive it is going to determine whether we, are, we have a right relationship with God. If our relationship is not right with God, all our thinking, all our rest of our relationship is going to go haywire. And the world is trying to fix all this relationship, all this haywire-ness, if there's such a word, haywire-ness around us without going back to, the, to get our relationship with God right. If we believe that pandemic, COVID-19, has something to do with the sin of mankind, what are we doing about that sin which has separated us, separated mankind from God? That because of the sin, what is the definition of the sin? I just told you just now, that is to be independent from God and relying on self. Now that is the beginning of all sins. Whether or not we are part of the church, whether or not we call ourselves Christians, if we rely on knowledge and not on God, if we rely on how clever do we dissect the Word of God, do we understand it? The Hebrew uh, the background, the Greek background, the Roman background, the canonized background, we can write volumes of books. Those are knowledge. Those knowledge will not bring life until the same knowledge, huh? until it becomes a revelation to us. Who can bring that revelation to us? It is the Spirit, Paul se, that gives life. It is the Holy Spirit that will translate that knowledge to hit our heart and become a conviction and grant us wisdom how to use that knowledge. Applying or using knowledge without the heart, the heart of God, leads to legalism, death, affecting relationship with God and our fellow man. As I mentioned just now, if we just use knowledge, apply knowledge, we are a very good legalist. I wouldn't even say that we are a very good lawyer. Many people think that, you know, the law is a, law is a very, uh, you know, very rigid thing. So I'll tell you that it's not. As far as I, 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 uh, I look at it, at least from our commonwealth uh, legal system, a lot of decision in courts has been overturned in the past because it was not just. Or rather, it was not, not that it's not just, it, was, it caused injustice, but it, is, it does not achieve the purpose of law. Law is to bring order, harmony, peace, protection. If the death does not happen, I can tell you that I, I've argued cases before judges when I'm trying to argue out of the the the, the, the letter of the law, the judges took a long time to consider. Because you see, you see many people think that you know you will, well, you talk like a lawyer and then they say, No, lawyers are not, not 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 rigid people, but legalists are. Legalists are. The Chinese says, because the Scripture's truth tells us the truth. The letter of the law kills, but the Spirit gives life. Who is then, what is that tree of life? Jesus is the tree of life to us. For men and women in the Garden of Eden, there was a tree of life, but to us, Jesus is the tree of life. In John 14, John chapter 14, verse 6, familiar words, but timeless, precious words. In times like this, we need this. Let us read together. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except to me. In, in relating to God, We need to come to God. We need to come to the Father. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The tree of life that you freely can freely choose to eat of. But men today continue to choose the tree of knowledge, of good and evil, rather than the tree of life. What do I mean? John chapter 5, verse 39 to verse 40. Let's read together. Jesus said, You search. The scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Listen to these words very carefully. Jesus was telling the Pharisees that you search the Scriptures, you screen through the Scriptures, you study the Torah, you study the Psalms, you study the Prophets, you have the writing in its original language before you, and you search it. You search for what? You search for knowledge that will save you, that will give you eternal life. Jesus said, no, it doesn't work like that. These are the words that point to me. You should be asking questions. Who who is this person that the prophets are telling? What about this situation? Is is, is animal sacrifice sufficient? Surely it is not sufficient. But who, who should be sufficient? Or what should be sufficient? It's all point to me. Are you coming to me, my dear friends? Today we can go to theological college. We can study theology. We can study the scripture, we can screen through the, the, the Bible, we can get a master's degree, PhD. and a couple of Doctors of ministry and divinity, divinity as well. All those are very, very, very helpful, but in itself is no guarantee that you will find life. Let me say this to you. Let me say this very clearly. We can attend conferences, we can attend seminars and all the rest of it. Those are very, very helpful. A lot of things I learned, I learned from all those theological colleges, Bible schools, stada da, all that. But in it itself, it does not save my life. It does not save me. All this is just a pointer. And God said, do you understand? Apart from me, you can do nothing. Do you understand your life is from me, world, mankind? You cannot run your life anyhow you like and expect me to bless you. It doesn't work like that. I have a petrol car. I keep insisting that I put diesel in it. The, the, uh, diesel is cheaper, right? Cheaper. Sorry, cheaper. Huh? Diesel is cheaper. I said, this is cheaper, More convenient. I keep insisting put, put the diesel into my petrol car, and it, it it doesn't work any. You know the car got all kind of thing. And I and I come to the mechanic and say, you're a mechanic, what kind of mechanic you are?" But still, I go to the car manufacturer. I say, "How come your car cannot work? One, please make it work. I demand it should work. I put in the petition. I sign the petition. It should work." I go hunger strike before the car manufacturer make my car work. I get very offended if my car didn't work and I say, I will never buy this car anymore. I don't trust in this manufacturer anymore. This manufacturer is a liar. I can call him many names just because I refuse to put petrol into my petrol car. My dear friends, mankind is at this crossroad now. Today, Christians, non-Christians are asking this question, why, Lord, pandemic? How long, Lord? God said, you cannot put diesel engine into the petrol car and pray to me that I will make it work. I have told you, It is petrol. It is the tree of life, not the tree of knowledge that will make your life work. But to me, I feel that a lot of times that we come to God, we go fasting, it's more like a hunger strike. Restoring right relationship with God. You know, Jesus didn't pull any punches. When he called the Pharisee, you hypocrites, you brood of vipers, sometimes I feel that it was a bit too harsh. You know, the word of God never is too harsh. The huh? word of Jesus never is too harsh. Not, if it's not necessary to say like that, he, Jesus wouldn't say like that. It is not really necessary to be recorded as such. It will not be recorded for us to see all the very harsh words. You know, I've told you before, uh, when we're doing, reading through the Bible, I read through the book of John. Oh, my heart now like, go very, very, pump very fast. Because Jesus was so angry quarreling with all the Pharisees, calling names and all that. Oh, you was there. It must be serious because Jesus was taking this very seriously. You, 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 you lead, you, you cost your people, the people come to Israel, the, the, the synagogue, the temple. What do you teach? You teach them to search the scripture, search the scripture, because in scripture you can find eternal life. No. it's in the tree of life. The tree of life is a person to us. His name is Jesus and no other. As simple as that. John 10, verse 10. Oh, sorry. Restoring right relationship with God restores us to the position as His children. To access all the covenantal blessing He has in store for us. Life and abundant life with purpose and joy. Restoring right relationship with God, understanding how God works and how God works in our life. Restore us to the position as His children to access all the covenantal blessing He has in store for us. Life, not just life, life abundant. John chapter 10, verse 10, and we will close. The thief, let's pray, let's let's, let's read. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, then they have it more abundantly. My dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Jesus in saying, or you can read the, the whole John chapter 10. Jesus was making contrast between the thief, between those who climb through the fence to the to reach the sheep. That he said he's the door, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's a rightful, legitimate door. He's not going be going beyond the fences, he's not going beyond the boundary, to he's not, he's not one who, who 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 have unauthorized access. You see, the devil wants us to have unauthorized access to the hidden knowledge which God will reveal to us anyway. If we were to go through that door, go through the proper channel, so, so it speaks, we will receive that revelation, authorized one. That revelation is only what is necessary for us. Jesus was making a contrast in the midst of thieves coming to steal, to kill, and destroy, I come. I come to you in the midst of all this. If you are feeling that the, the enemy is stealing from you, killing your dreams, killing your health, destroying your family, your finances, destroying your community, our nation, in the midst of all this, Jesus said, I have come. that you, They may have life, and they may have life more abundantly. It is against a backdrop of suffering because of sin and darkness that Jesus said, hey, I come so that you can have life in the midst of the threat of death. Life is on the offering. Jesus is His name. And would you take Him? Would you receive Him? Would you say, Jesus, you know, I don't don't understand all this pandemic thing, this vaccine, this and that. But only you hold the key to life. I choose life over knowledge. When the choice is presented to to me, I choose life over knowledge. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, the life that we live in this world, you know, you 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 know that world is going to end, right? I mean, not now, lah. Uh, okay, I'm not predicting the end of the world, but the scripture says the world is going to end one day. All will be destroyed. Why? Have you ever thought about this? Why? Think about it. Then we will ask very different questions when we look at the situation around us, the pandemic, COVID-19, the kind of stress that it is bringing to every individual and every family because of collapse of businesses, of economy, of emotional health, psychological balance, and all the rest of it, then we will not probably only ask the question, Why? Who will probably come to God and say, God, here am I. My life belongs to you. I come to you for life. Because if you ask pandemic, why? Why don't you ask why God you want to end the world? But I don't, I don't hear anybody asking that. I don't hear Christians ask, asking that. Do you ask the questions? No, right? I don't I don't ask the questions. God, why why do you want to bring the world to the end? After all, life can go on and on, you'll you, you, you keep us safe. La. You know, you keep you away from us. We'll be all, we, we, we be well forever and ever for eternity. But the scripture didn't tell us that. The scripture tells us that Jesus is coming back again. Because of sin, my dear friends. Sin corrupts, sin defiles. Sin is so, so terrible. It is so terrible until that those who live under the influence of sin and darkness, our eyes are blinded to the to, to who God really is. Therefore we cannot relate to somebody whom we have a misconception about his personality, about his identity. I cannot relate to God if I don't. I, I, I got the wrong picture of Him. That's what I'm going to say. I cannot relate to God in the right way if I got the wrong picture about God. Everything else that I say about Him, every part of my worship is going to go headwire. Every basis and foundation of my prayer will go headwire. Every basis and foundation in which I look at, through which I look at life, my philosophy of life, based on a wrong concept and perception of who God is, it's going to go high wire. One quick example Peter, his disciples, and Jesus' disciples, and all the rest of them have a concept of Jesus as the king of Israel. So when Jesus talked about his death, uh, Peter rebuilt him more. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Peter took issue with Jesus. Why he talked about die, die, die? Yes, so Peter be our king. Get back to God. Desire a right relationship with Jesus, my dear friends. This is serious. This is serious. I can't, I can't, I can't tell you how more urgent. I always tell you that I feel something very urgent. This is really, really serious. Let us pray. In the midst of all this, my dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we may not understand everything that is going on, but we can say to God, God, I desire life. Come to you, Lord Jesus, desire life. So what do we do in between? My dear friends, I want to encourage you to make your you know the the, the desire for God a very essential part of your life. And let it let let that let that desire take you into God's presence. Let the desire takes you back to the heart of God, into the right relationship with God. God wants to have a loving and intimate relationship with us. He wants us to be able to hear His voice, not just read His words. He wants us to be able to, to experience His presence in our life. He wants to give us life more abundantly, Than we can ever think of or imagine. The key is choose the tree of life. Choose the tree of life. Would you make Jesus your only desire? Today we are not looking at the solution first, today we are looking for the next step forward. We have to put our next foot forward. Huh? The next step forward, we say, Jesus, I desire you